Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. So, it's been a bit. It's been a minute. Um, We are living in the aftermath of the uh, Dobbs v. Jehu decision that happened on June 24th. And this is a whole different world that we're living in. And while we could talk about how uh, hard that is, and and we will, um, something that I want to focus on today and, and we're going to talk about a little bit is some ways that we are living in this moment. It is an overwhelming time. It is a stressful time, especially for people working in repro and those um, working for places that are advocating for reproductive justice. Um, but I want to, I want to focus on how we're, we're caring for ourselves. And one thing that has given me a lot of new things to ponder on that I really want to focus on today are, um, the first full color, full color images from the James Webb Space uh, telescope. And if you if you haven't seen them, you can if you literally just Google telescopes, uh, it comes up with the images um, and also some telescopes because now I'm wanting to buy my own telescope. But there are these images that I don't know. For me, it has been just something to reflect on and to ponder in this moment and um, has has helped me think about more than the chaoticness of the everyday, just looking at the beauty of of space. Um, I know for me when when I first saw these images and and thinking about how vast the universe is, I think one thing that it helped me see is like how how much more there is in in existence like how wide and how vast everything is and how it, I, for me in some in some small way uh how small I am in comparison um and I don't know that has been giving me a little bit of relief and it's it's emotional for me to look at these images to be honest um but Terry, I know you have seen these images and uh, you're actually into astrology <laughs> or not astrology, astronomy, not astrology. That's me. You're <laughs> into astronomy. Um, and so I would love to hear how, how you're feeling about this, uh, especially given the moment that we're living in right now. So, yeah, big, big shout out here, by the way, to um, Dr. Robert Harmon, who was my advisor at Ohio Wesleyan University when I was an undergrad and um, put up with me as a chemistry major, eventually a religion major, um, who he was assigned to me, I think, because my name is Williams and they ran out of chemistry people to assign me to. So I got assigned to um, Dr. Bob Harmon, who is an amazing um, astronomer, not an astrologer, an astronomer, um, who really 
just help to do the liberal arts thing of like, hey, I know this isn't your subject content area, but boy, aren't the stars beautiful, right? Um, and I, I kind of got to fall in love with the universe in my spare time in undergrad. And I can remember the first time that, you know, we, we really used the, the school's um, kind of high-grade uh, telescope, right? The, the really uh, fun stuff to look way deep into the universe and how amazing it was to just sit there and be able to observe the natural world. So when I saw these pictures from the James Webb Space Telescope, I was just totally blown away. You know, they, they focused um, this, this really powerful instrument on a very dark patch of space, right? Their, their goal was to literally look at a, a piece of dark space that, you know, for all intents and purposes, modern um, instruments were not able to discern any light in. And you get this, like, amazing zoomed-in reality that in this little tiny patch of darkness there's tons of light you just aren't able to perceive them because of your your physical uh, limitations your perspective your position in in the universe you're just not able to perceive all of the light that is in that darkness and that fills me with such a hopeful image for these days because you know we're sitting here just a little over two weeks um, out past the decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, that decision that literally stripped a constitutional right on paper away from millions of Americans. Um, and we've been trying to help people get abortion access um, our whole lives. These last two weeks have been more intense, frankly, for me than, than any experience I've ever had before. I mean, the number of people calling, you know, parishioners uh, contacting me about people locally, other clergy contacting us through Faith Choice Ohio and the Jubilee Fund saying, you know, what kind of help can you give us? Can you, you know, help direct us to different places? Where do people go? You know, what clinics are open? Where can we get appointments? There's so much darkness in that, so much... Um, it just feels like a void sometimes of light that I see these pictures of space and I think, no, we, we just have not yet been able to perceive the light that is breaking forth in this space. Because like all these little tiny specks of light that we just can't see, if we get close enough, we realize that they contain universes full of life and activity and movement and transformation. And that that moves me thinking about how large the universe is. And I, you know, I sometimes I think about how small I am, but then I get to remember that I'm part of this big, gigantic cosmos, right? Like I am part of the party that is going on in in this wider area. It's you know it kind of sends me to a place of, of thinking about how we care for ourselves, um, what we do to, to tend to our own reality when 
everything seems so big when we're up close to it. But understanding that we can do only so much. We can do what we can in this moment. And that's going to be enough. Because the universe really is big enough to take care of what's going on. Right? Like, we will be able to hold this. We will be able to find the light in, in that darkness. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a, it's a powerful thing, I think, for us to take stock and appreciate that we are not the only things that are going on in this world. And we are still important and we are still valuable, even amidst the, the broadness, the expanse of the universe. Yeah. And I think one thing that has been kind of beautiful for me is um, looking at these images of the the planetary nebula that comes from dying stars. And, um, you know, living in this moment, one thing that is really hard is this feeling that, you know, the future that I know people deserve, I also understand may not happen in my lifetime. May I may not see the fruits of the labor that I am, or I may not see the fruits of the seeds that I'm hoping to plant in other people. Um, and that can be really hard. The hard part of working in like advocacy spaces is like knowing that you may not be the person to see it. But when I think about these dying stars, I think about like these pictures Uh, they make me emotional they're like just very beautiful and even if like in the work that I do there is some amount of light that is given because of it I'm not crying stop Terry I'm not crying don't look at me like that um if there is some amount of light that uh I contribute in in the work that I do even if it's not seen until after I'm gone then, like, I'm happy that that happened, you know? And, like, even if, you know, the the things that we talk about on this podcast or the work that we do um, in the movement space, even if, like, we don't get to see an Ohio that is as free as it should be, which I'm hoping for and I'm doing everything I can to make that happen, even if we don't get to see in Ohio where people can get their abortions on demand for free, at least I can know that I contributed to the beauty that is people having their reproductive freedom. Um, And that's kind of like the, the kind of like message that I'm seeing at these, then the the planetary nebula from these dying stars that are so beautiful. And I think like, even as I work my little job and say my little words and talk on this little podcast, um, that what I may see may feel so small, but, you know, people may be looking. And I also think about like how these things are like light years away. These stars could have died like before I was even a thought. And, um, you know, I, I may not see the beauty of, of the struggle that we're going through right now, but somebody someday may be very grateful that I said the words that I did or I did the trainings that I did or that I, you know, did the work that I could do. And 
that that gives me some amount of like motivation to keep going, I guess. I'm I'm reminded of a hymn that we sing in my faith tradition called God Who Stretched the Spangled Heavens. And the first stanza of that hymn, um, you know, all all hymns are poetry, right? Um, the, the first stanza of that hymn goes, God who stretched the spangled heavens, infinite in time and place, flung the suns in burning radiance through the silent fields of space. We, your children, in your likeness, share inventive powers with you. Great creator, still creating, show us what we yet may do. And I find that that power of being a co-creator with the divine to be so essential, right? That we we are not, um, and many faith traditions have this uh, concept, you know, in, in Judaism, there is the tikkun olam, you know, the idea that we are not able or expected to finish all the work. Indeed, it's beyond our capacity. But we are likewise not allowed to simply abandon the work either, right? That we have a responsibility to engage, to co-create, and to see what is possible by our deepest strivings, right? I, I feel like that's where we are right now in terms of you know, the intersectional fight for justice and liberation from abortion rights to LGBTQ rights to the ability for people to to simply breathe and exist and live in this world. You know, I'm, I'm uh, still, my heart is heavy for the family of Jalen Walker and all the people in Akron, our dear friends at Freedom Block and Freedom Rock and the incomparable Reverend Raymond Green who is holding it down in Akron as he has been for decades, right? Um, all of these struggles for justice are a question of what are we able to do? And we don't know the answer to that question until we strive and we really put ourselves out there and maybe we fail multiple times, right? We definitely fail in the struggle for justice, right? But we will know what we're capable of when we do it, and when we reach it, and when we reach farther each day, right? That is the power of those spangled heavens, you know, that are stretched in this, this array, that it is the divine calling out to us to say, stretch out, see what you are able to do, see what expansiveness you can, can become and fulfill in this moment. Mm. And I think, like... Uh, as well, like looking at these images, like some of the the beauty in that is that, uh, you know, the darkness um, that now has been reflected by uh, more technology and a better telescope, uh, like it's not just one light. It's so many individual lights that are coming together to make this like beautiful and bright um, image and... I think like in this moment, thinking about, I mean, the fact that we are talking about it on this podcast and I, I believe that there are other people who are feeling similarly to how we are. And I know that there are other people who are feeling similarly to how we are overwhelmed and stressed and still working through things and wondering how, 
you know, how things, you know, wondering what comes next and how things will get to that, that full freedom that we want. Um, but we're not alone in that. And in, in the midst of what used to be seen as darkness are all of these people, all of these lights that have been existing all this time. Um, and it, it, we just haven't been seeing them. And I think now um, it can feel like, or it, it has felt like before, you know, the last two years, knowing that this future that we are now living in uh, was possible and, and plausible <laughs> as a thing that could happen. It felt like for a long time, you know, we are screaming into the void like, hey, this is a big deal and we need to be doing something about it. Um, and now I kind of feel like the, you know, the telescope has been focused in on us and you can finally see that there have been all these people who have been screaming about it who are now ready for those who are just now um, taking action. And like, you know... Some some people might feel like, why did you see us before? But like, how can I, how can I blame you for not having you know the technology or the telescope that was good enough for you to see through that darkness? Um, anyway, what I'm what I'm trying to say in in my emotional mess is that uh, I I feel supported in the fact that we are not the only people who. Um, are in this fight and wondering what's happening next. And we are, you know, welcoming to even more little bright sparkling lights um, to join us and, and be a part of like the, the movement. Um, yeah, man, I did not mean to cry today <laughs> on this podcast. I mean, you know, tears, tears are a language God understands. That's my grandmother's old favorite phrase. And also, like, if if you're not crying at least once a day, like, go go see your doctors, right? Like, <laughs> just FYI to everybody, go go talk to somebody because there there ought to be some space in your life for tears to well up, especially in this time. I I don't know how y'all are doing it if you're not uh, having a good cry at least once a day. Um, cause that's where we are, right? There are some things worth crying over, right? Um, the promise and the hope that we find together that that's worth shedding some tears over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I, and I think what is powerful to me, like, like you said, Kelly, and I know that we are supported in the fact that we're not the only ones that are striving in this place. We're not the only lights that are lit. Um, and also to know that it is okay, no matter where we are on this journey, it is okay to strive for more and maybe fail at getting there, right? To be able to, to come up against the limits, the boundaries of what we're able to do and know that the universe is not arranged in a way that requires us to be more than who we are. We, we can be ourselves and that's enough, right? Mm -hmm. In this moment, I see so many people being moved to action because they have finally gotten that technology to be able to see the problem and the concern. They've also gotten the, the technology, the, the empathy, to be able to see 
the needs of their neighbors in ways that move them in compassion and empathy to act, right? We've seen a huge uptick of responses to our volunteer forms. Um, you know, our congregational volunteers are way, way up right now because people are focusing in on these spaces of darkness and seeking out the light, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm blessed that we get to be part of the light here at Faith Choice Ohio. We're, we're one organization among many, um, the newest abortion fund in the state of Ohio among several other abortion funds. Um, we get to be part of that light in the darkness and part of that work that is already moving forward. And I, I find it so powerful because it is a community care process. It is also the way that we get free together, right? We get free together by being light together, not by being a lot of heat and no light, not by being high drama and no results, right? But by being together in this struggle and being committed to each other's liberation because my liberation doesn't come unless everybody else's liberation comes too because being free while everybody else isn't just makes you an oppressor, mm-hmm. right? Being free when other people are not free makes you part of the oppressive class, right? So finding liberation that is true liberation for everybody, that's the goal, right? That's, that's what we're working toward and we're working through right now as a movement, as a wider society, as a cosmos. Yeah, and I, I kind of um, have been thinking a little bit about, you know, I think uh, often people think about being like their ancestors wildest dreams. It's like a, a thing that especially as a black femme that I've, you know, they have it on a lot of t-shirts, but it's also something that genuinely I think about is how my ancestors couldn't even imagine the kind of uh, life that I can now live. Um, and I also forget that like I will eventually be the ancestor and that, you know, it can, it can seem dark, you know, and, and thinking about like those images, like we're, we're in the year 2022, but in 2050, like 2052 or 2072 or whatever, (laughs) what, you know, those, I feel like those pieces of darkness will only get brighter to the point that like what we are seeing now will seem dim. And so, like, there is still work that I will do now and work that I will do in community with the people who are gathering at this moment that other people won't get to see the fruits of until later. But when they do, it's going to be so bright and so beautiful that somebody will be having the same kind of emotional reaction to an image in 2052 that looks way different than the one that we're seeing now. Um well, I'll still, I, sh- I hope I'm still alive in 2052, but maybe I'll be having a better reaction in uh, 30 years. Um, but, you know, just thinking about how even I, I saw this side by side of like the Hubble space image and then this James Webb space image and like how different they are and how much more you can see in this new image. And 
I'm just thinking about how one day there will be a future generation that will be because of the fruits of the labor that I am now doing that is going to be able to be so much brighter and to be able to help more people. And like, I don't know, that's, that's life giving to me to think that there are not only the people now who be helped because of the work that I'm doing, but in the far future who will live a much different life, a life that I couldn't, I couldn't even dream of, um, partly because of the work that I'm doing. And yes, I am small and insignificant in the great vastness of the universe. However, like you put a lot of small and significant things together and you get something that is bright and um, a light to others. And like that, that is, you know, what is, what is helping me get through this moment as well as eating food and drinking water to, uh, you know, do my tears, got to have water to fuel those tears, going to therapy. <laughs> uh, I've started coloring again because that's helpful to me. And I've started uh, reading books um, that are about a dystopian future that I am not living in <laughs> um, and about problems that I am not facing. Um, and even though we've been living in that darkness for the, the two years, at least that I've been working here and I know much longer than that, uh, there is, there is still, um, I'm still grateful for the people who are joining this movement now. I am not upset about the fact that there are people who didn't know, you know, for the times that I've known that this was a future that was possible and plausible and terrible and happened. Um, I am just grateful that people are coming into it now and are wanting to learn and to do things um, and do like the next right thing. Um, and that's all we can do. And I think we shouldn't stretch ourselves to be, you know, to try to be a whole planet in ourselves um, but just to be our own little light on our own with a bunch of other people. Um, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the time has come. It's the end of our podcast. Um, and uh, Terry, if you, if you want to say anything else before we go, um, I'd love to hear what you have to say. I, I just want to remind you that some of us were old enough to see the original Hubble um, <laughs> images that came out, and they were amazing. And they were amazing for the time, and I look back at them now, and I'm like, wow, we have come so far. I, I join you in that optimism and that hope. I hope to be around in uh, 2052 as well. Um, and and I, I hope that... Uh, for God's sake, and the rest of us too, that abortion access is different, better, and so much transformed in the next 30 years because of the work and the witness and the life that we live now together, right? 
that I hope in 30 years we look back and go, wow, how, how did we ever live through that? And we can tell the story of how we all overcame together. Mm. 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 And plenty of water and therapy, right? Yes. Very important. <laughs> water and therapy. These are, these are holy things. These are holy things. Mm. Yes. Okay. Well. well, thank you all for um, being with us for another episode of Our Soul. We hope you are taking care of your soul and the souls of everybody around you. Until next time, be well and search for that light in the darkness. You never know. You might find it right inside yourself. Be blessed, friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.